Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. I am a believer. I have an alert mind, a receptive spirit, an attentive heart, and active faith. My life is full of energy. I know that the Lord has an impartation for me now in this season. Impartation, empowerment. And divine spiritual infusion, wisdom and revelation to operate in the purity of the faith. I will never be the same again to the glory of God. Now go ahead and lift your hands if you believe in and let heaven hear you. seated. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One, Poured out, having received of the Father the gift of the Holy Spirit, upon the body of Christ, an empowerment from the highest heaven for both an indwelling, so that the Spirit will indwell the believer and the clothing that he called it endued. The original Greek or Aramaic says clothed with power from on high so that within and without we are in Christ made powerful. Shout that word out loud. The price that he had paid and the victory that he procured for you and I enabled the eternal word of God to say from his human perspective, all authority in heaven and in earth is given to me, speaking of himself. Did you understand what I said? Because God, the word is God. Thank you for your enthusiasm. 
John in his gospel makes it clear in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God or God is the word or God the word or God was the word. All original languages with reference to that are synonyms or parallels. So God did not need to have authority given to him. You see, if the Lord was going to do it without using you as a partner with him, he would not have needed to gain authority to do it. Because the earth is the Lord's. He could have just come down and stomped the enemy. But he had made a plan to use humanity. He had declared prophetically the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent. He intended to include you in on the victorious family. The dead man raising and sick man healing. And the mender of the broken and the deliverer of the captive. Hallelujah. The declarer of the good news and the sharer of glad tidings. And so when he, when he rose from the dead, and I'll go back to what I said about from, remember, he's speaking from his what? His humanity. But I'll go back to that when he, when, when he said, you will be in Jerusalem, you will receive power. Shout that word. Power. Like an army. Power. One more time. Power. Now, now, what kind of power? Well, he told us this power, according to the definition of the dunamis word, means the kind of power God has and the kind of power God exerts. Well, you, you say, well, that sounds cultic. Not if you know why. Because if God lives in you, how could you have anything less than the power of the one who never is powerless? Ma, 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 ma. You shall receive power. You shall receive a miracle. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You will be clothed with my power. Hallelujah. And, and so, so he says um, in the gospel, tarry in Jerusalem or wait in the city until you're clothed with power from on high. But you shall receive power after the, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. He says in the first chapter of Acts, and you shall be witnesses or proof providers. You'll supply evidence. People won't look at you and say, well, that's just your way. Or that's the way you believe. Or show me where that is at in the book. You will receive power. Hallelujah. Child of God, I've come to tell you. You're about to experience before you explain. God you are going to experience before you explain people are going to experience before you explain 
That's why you're going to have to keep on saying, well, this is that. Let me show you. This is, this is that. See, it's in the word of God. I was in a particular island nation and having meetings and we were invited. I was invited to come to the governor's house because he wanted to see me. He had uh, uh, to leave for Paris, for France. It was uh, this side of the Atlantic. Um, And uh, the next day, and he had been in excruciating pain because of degenerate uh, bone disease, uh, specifically in his lower back. So degeneration in his his, uh, spine. And um, I think... Myself and one other assistant went there. He was there and his wife was there. Um, I didn't even ask him if they were, they were what kind of believers they were. Amen. Or weren't. And, uh, but long story short, he's in pain. He's got to get on a plane. He can hardly walk. I said, well, will you stand in the middle of the room? And I had him stand up in the middle of the room. Probably never seen anything like that in his life, except on television, he told me afterwards. <laughs> and, uh, and um, you know, the, the power of God, long story short, the power of God moved in and re- regenerated his entire back. He was completely pain-free, was just healed and rejoicing his wife was crying and everything and he said to me he said I thought they just hit him in the head and 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 I thought well yeah sometimes they do uh, some of them do but anyway we don't if we hit you in the head that will knock some sense into you but that's about it praise God And, and so then I explained to him and led him in, in, in a confession of faith towards the Lord. See, you're going to run into it and then explain it. You're not just going to explain it, wait for it, fast for it, pray for it, hope for it, wish for it. And then someday it might or might not. This is not that hour. It may have been someday. It may have been in your past. But now is the day that the Lord has made. You're going to run into it. You're going to run with it. You're going to impart it. You're going to impact your world with that authority and that ability. Amen. And, and, uh, and so I was in San Jose, California, and uh, there was a, a man that, that, that was in the meeting. Of course, the, the, the meeting is jam-packed, and people are getting healed from everything. I had a young, young lady healed that when she sent her photo six months later, we had no idea what, who in the world she was. She was dying of a particular incurable disease, and the power of God healed her among many others. But this one, uh, you know, there was no hope for her. She was like about 97 pounds. She was completely gone. And uh, uh, physically, that is. The devil is a liar. Yeah. I want to declare this over our family, the body of Christ. 
You are off limits to the devil. Your body is off limits to the eater. He will not eat in your body. He will not eat in your thoughts. He will not eat your vision. He will not eat the God dream. He will not eat the plan. He will not eat the call. He will not eat the resources. He will not eat in any area. You're off limits. Well, if you believe it, let out a wild shout real quick. And so the power of God healed that woman and, and uh, she was scuba diving six months later. She sent a photograph of her and if, if she had not written a letter to the office um, and with the photo, I would have had no idea why someone's sending their photo. But she said, I was that person with such and such a condition. Dr. Robin and I knew exactly who she was. Well, in those meetings where God was you know, healing people and delivering people. And, um, you know, I'll tell you, we have come to a place in our ministry where there will be, and if you are part of this, there are no limits to what you can allow God to do. (laughs) You are the only limit in some cases. If you will stop thinking anything is too big, you will never experience the goodness and the blessing of God on the level he's going to bring it into your life. Everything that he's declaring is for the now. I was in the first century discipleship chapel teaching and um, I was teaching on transfiguration and some of you have seen the miracle in the wonderful sister when I hit, had my hands on her ears and cupped her ears and, and was whispering into her ear she was hearing through my hands because I had a gift of faith on the inside of me and I was interviewing her before I prayed for her. You know, everybody we pray for gets healed. Uh, you know, that's just the way it is. You remember that lady? Well, we were talking after the session and I had been teaching you with their sister. I was teaching on the physicality being spiritual and the spirituality being material. You see, you, you're not taught in, in most uh, of the Christian circles around the world that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, not the prison of the Almighty. You're not taught that your life is an altar, not a pit. You're not, you're not taught that, that God can flow through your body and through your being because you're, you have been made clean. You are compatible with God. You are spirit, soul, and body, the property of the almighty God. 
It's quiet in this. And, and so I was talking about it because we are living, I believe, closest to the transfiguration. And I'm telling you right now, we are living the closest ever. And somebody said, well, I don't know if I can believe that. Well, guess what? Your parents weren't closer than you. No, no. If you said Jesus is coming soon, then your parents weren't closer to the, or your grandparents. You are closest to the second coming of Christ than any other generation. Glory to God. But now that means that you're closer to an encounter promised. Therefore, you're closer to participating in a measure that is greater in your physicality than any previous generation has ever experienced. Because we which are alive and remain will be changed. We'll put on immortality. My God. Well, you will put on a spiritual physicality that defines logic. You are putting on divine health. You are putting on regeneration. You are putting on renewal of youth. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the word of God tells us exactly how it will happen. If you want to like get some notes in your spirit on this. It said this mortal will put on immortality. This corruptible will put on incorruption. And it says death will be swallowed up in victory. And, and then he tells us what victory is. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. And and the Lord tells us in the gospel of Mark, if you believe in your heart and not doubt what you say, so faith is on the inside of you. So the inside of you is about to swallow the outside of you. swallow the destitute my God the resurrection will swallow hallelujah mortality the incorruptible will swallow the corruptible hallelujah 
Victory, victory. Death will be swallowed up in victory. And wait a minute, let me just tell you, death is not an instant thing. When Adam ate, the Bible said that God said, the day you will eat of it in dying, you will die. I'm going to stop for a minute. Isn't that happening? In dying, you will die. That's the original Hebrew. I'm just giving you freebies here. (laughs) Or you will surely die if you want to go with the King James. But you know what? He lived almost a thousand years. It was one day with the Lord. But how many would like a thousand years? Some people are like, no, no, I want to go to heaven. Come on, smack somebody and say, get some sense today. So, because, but what happened is, death happened immediately by what? Disconnection from God. And once there was a disconnection, death happened within, fear came upon fear of God, incompatibility with the holy, and run away from the Lord. But God said, no, I'm going to put a ram skin on you and cover you because there's a redeemer coming. And when he comes, when I come, when the Lord provides himself a ram, my God, when the Lord provides himself a sacrifice, when I give my life for you, give you the privilege of being born from the source or born from above or born from the heavenly or receive and inherit the life so you began to live on the inside and on the inside you began to change and on the inside You're changing. And from the inside, you're changing. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. So, so there's going to be a transformation called um, incorruptibility or immortality. And the Bible says it in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. But what about the moment right before that? Does anybody think we're going to be clueless? The moment before that? How about two moments before that? No, 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 you're not supposed to go from one extreme to another. You're supposed to be approaching that which is... And, and Enoch walked with God and he was not. For God took him. My God. Have a seat. We 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 had him custom made for us. And, and I'll go back to San Jose but we were right back there and I was talking about all week all week of training I was talk, and I got into 
uh, how we think sometimes in Christian circles. I hear even preachers talk like that as if the material physical frame that you occupy, this wonderful um, divine machine, if you want to call it that, God made you. Don't look at me like that. The Bible said you were wondrously formed while you were in the belly. Even before you said anything or could think anything, you are a gift from God to the planet. And God wanted to get his claim on your life and his stamp and seal within your being. You're not supposed to walk around like a mere disturbed, disrupted, groping, blind human. You're the redeemed of the Lord. Let the redeemed of the Lord. Praise the Lord forever. You were wonderfully made. You were wondrously made. No one knows how you were formed or how I was formed while we were in the belly. And so I was speaking and teaching in FCD. Will, that was with me, you'll, you'll verify this. I talked about the, 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 the capacity in God to allow him to do what he wants to do. You just have to allow him. You can't just think just because this body has got some, uh, you know, internal opinions that is supposed to resist the uh, internal indwelling. Don't tell me that your cells rule uh, the king. Come on, or your emotions rule the master. Hallelujah. I'm going to slow down. I'm going to stop. So, uh, so y- you have an appointment or I should say you are in the progression of participating through compliance of faith what you get fed becomes you if what you are fed is word and spirit word and spirit will not merely be what you heard it will be what you are participating in hey word and spirit in your spirit in your soul in your body hallelujah so so I was I was talking and you know when I minister in, in those meetings, just uh, just any FCD, I normally um, prepare myself about a couple hundred hours of preparation, and then we went that whole week. Who was at the class? And we went that whole week, and I never opened that that I never opened the um, the other the other. Um, yeah, the, the directions to where to go. Never open it. Every day I got in there and boom, the Holy Spirit just directed us and we shared what the Lord wanted. But on the last day I had been talking about this. People think that because God is spirit, he's not tangible. In other words, there's no 
uh, 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 tangibility. You can't, you can't um, uh, perceive. You can't uh, uh, connect. You can't touch. Do you see what I mean? But, but you can. Actually, the whole world, the whole universe is being held. But why? By what people call intangible. Come on. Come on, if he can hold the world together, he can hold you together. He he will hold you together. He will hold your stuff together. He will hold your call together. He will hold every part of your life together. My God. Hallelujah. And... uh, and uh, he, he um, so I was talking about not only that, but our physicality is spiritual. When we're in God and we come in agreement, our physicality is spiritual. You, you, can, you can literally be so aware of God and constantly conscious of the fact that you're never anywhere alone. That, that even without having to declare it out loud or speak in tongues out loud, because at some places it's, it's, you know, you don't walk in the bank and just lift your hands and start praying in tongues. Or, you know, in the airport or something or on an airplane. Ah, you know, who, who knows what's going to happen? Amen. It, you, you understand what I'm talking about. You could walk in. And the presence of God in your life is felt all around you. And you, 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 it's not just a feeling. People recover just by your presence. I have literally watched people spend about two days with me and go from looking like they're 90 to looking like they're 70 just by being around me just by being around the resurrection life of the Holy Spirit because his presence is greater than your you will not wilt if you're being watered you will not dry if the sun is shining on you And you will not fail if God giveth the increase. My God, I feel the power of the Holy Spirit. Hey, hey, hey. And so, so while you're standing there, you say, well, Dr. Arfush, I didn't hear that before. Well, listen, listen, maybe in your previous ministry experiences, uh, someone planted But now it's time for the watering and the increase. Maybe in the past you've been watered in your soul. You've been watered in your spirit. But maybe it's now time for you to be watered in every aspect of your region or atmosphere or jurisdiction. So that increase will happen physically, intellectually, spiritually, materially. Divine ideas for the building of the global house of God. Are, are, we, are we tracking? Give someone a high five and 
tell them what we're, we're glad to be part of a global family. You may be seated. Did that, that drove it home, didn't it? No, God can't be watering you and you keep wilting. So you, 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 you can't just, you can't just go, you can't just, you can't just keep going and pulling out your birth certificate and argue against the watering of God. If God is watering you, if God has given you increase, if God is shining his light on you, my God. Everybody here knows there's some places where the anointing there will make you go to sleep. But this is not it. This is an awakening anointing. Glory to God. This rewinds the clock of time in your life. This brings back the harvest of the things you thought you sacrificed, but you really sowed, and they're coming back pressed down, shaken together and overflowing. Amen and amen. I, I feel better. I felt good when I came. I feel a whole lot better now. Look at you. You look good. Some of you don't know it yet. You know, well, you know, I need to inform my face. No, never mind. Tonight is my night. I'm going to get a hold of what happened to you and pull it to your face. Tonight is my night. I'm going to pull it to your face. My God. It will happen, then you'll explain it. Uh, Hey! And, uh, and so, I, in the middle of God moving, let's go back to San Jose. In the middle of God moving, I saw this man, and he's, he's got a walker, a walker in front of him, and I'm moving in the altar, laying hands on people. People are getting healed, and the deaf are hearing, and things are happening. Dr. Robin is working with me, and I'm working with her. And uh, um, in miracles, well... Um, is it safe to come down there? I mean, for you. And, 
and I, I see this man and I can tell he is in terrible pain and I could tell he's probably, you know, a frail, frail, uh, physically 60, 68 year old man, but he looks a lot you know, worse. Does that make sense? Because 68 is, is just not even the prime of your life. If you're Abraham's seed. See, some stooge came along and made middle age 35. People believed it. I didn't name names. We believe in speaking the truth. We call a stooge a stooge here. And And uh, I could tell he's frail, he's bowed over, he's in pain 24 hours a day. I can tell, you could see pain on people. And there's different levels of pain. There are pain levels that kill people just out of sheer pain. Now, some of you have heard Brother Norville, uh, when he was with us, Dr. Norville Hayes, talk about how pain can kill you. you. Do you know that? That there's levels of pain can kill people. None of you here will ever have to tolerate the spirit of pain. You have, you have authority over the spirit of pain. You can tell him to get out of your life. You're not a house of pain. It's the truth. You have authority over pain. It's one of the infirmities and sicknesses and diseases and things. All of them are lumped into the same basket. So when we're talking first century and that kind of faith, Jesus gave them what? Authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. It would seem to me that you already know that that includes diseases that have pain. And, and, and so I brought him forward and um, I said, come here. And he's, he's in, in a lot of pain and he's in 24 hour a day pain. I said, are you in pain? He said, all the time, all the time. And I am moving in the power of God and I'm actually grabbing people's neck that are frozen with arthritis and I'm moving them like that. And the church is a full gospel church. The church is birthed by a gentleman that goes way back to uh, holding tent meetings in the healing uh, revival. And and his own wife was healed of polio in his own meeting. But now the church, you know, has got pastors and all that. And you got to run meetings a particular way. And I'm having a crusade there. And, you know, we're living in times when, you know, you got to have, you know, whatever. uh, Insurance. And, you know, I'm just telling, I'm reporting to you what the pastoral team told me afterwards. And they're standing in the back. How do you like to be the pastor standing in the back saying, oh, Jesus, don't let them sue us. Because Dr. Harfush is just yanking their neck. And, but then afterwards, whoo, it worked. They're healed. Thank you, Lord. Well, great. I'm glad for your support. 
Now, I'm not telling you to go out and yank people's neck, but when a man of God has been given the gift of faith and he is operating in the power of the Lord, believe and doubt not. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So I'm doing that that, that night, and I called that man forward, and I said, uh, let me minister to you. I laid my hands on him, and the ushers caught him, and uh, now the, 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 uh, the, the church is uh, praying in tongues. And uh, so when they, they caught him, because I told him to pray, they caught him and went to lay him down, and his back is curved like that. It's curved. And so he's, go, he's going, ah, ah. So it's not a good picture. It's not a good picture. And, the, and just everybody goes quiet. Everybody just looks at me. And I said, pick him up. Everybody's quiet now. No one's praying the tongues. Are there? <laughs> and I, I got him by the hands. He's got no walker. I looked him in the eyes. Now the gift of faith is all over me and the working of miracles. But see, there's two influences fighting over that man's miracle. What's coming from God and what's coming from man. Listen, when man doesn't have a solution, why do they worry about their opinion? Why do some people only pray when it's just like, oh God, I got it. You know, like someone said, let's pray, and the other one said, has it gotten to that? But, but there's a force, there's an influence of unbelief not coming from that man. Because you, you're sure. It's sure better to caress and comfort and cuddle the curse don't look at me like you don't understand me why is everybody looking for a man of God that understands what they're going through instead of a man of God that knows how to get them delivered from it don't look at me like that Glory, glory, glory. There is a difference between a Boy Scout kind of Christian and an elite special forces kind of a disciple. 
that you will not take no for an answer. You're ready to allow the Lord to drain you for the highest measure of participation in pre-denominational Christianity. And, and you do grow from a boy scout or a girl scout to, you know, uh, a marine, uh, uh, whatever, seals or whatever you are, whatever. And so I literally had to take that man and just go ahead and let it out of your belly, let it out of your belly. And uh, so, <laughs> so I, uh, I said, look at me. I said, it's easy. Come here. And I, I began to walk him. And if you can imagine from the front of the sanctuary all the way to the left, on uh, the, uh, the right of me, the left of you. And on that side, there's a door that leads to outside. So I got him as close as I can to the door. See, what I was doing was I was pulling him away from the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts. Because he needed a little more than a cookie. in it for me I could have left him bowed over on the ground going ah and I guess something is going on in the balcony but the, when the gift of faith is on you when God has called you to raise up an end time dead man raising and world reaching generation when he has empowered you for a particular purpose to hit the mark for the glory of God you pursue your call. Don't let any enemy or circumstance or condition or situation talk you out of what God has called you into. My God, I feel the power of the Holy Spirit. My God, my God, I feel the power of the Holy Spirit. My God, Mama, 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 Mama,
Yes! Don't let anything If I am talking to you today, then do not let anything. If, if you say that's me, if God has called you beyond your past service level in the kingdom, if he has called you beyond your previous knowledge or understanding in the things of God, if what you know God has for you is greater than what you know you have right now in God, then do not allow any circumstance or situation or enemy or opposition or warfare to distract you from the bullseye of your divine calling. God is going to renew your strength like the eagles. Glory. All it takes to start an unquenchable fire is just a little bit of friction. And if you are part of the International Miracle Institute globally, we've got more than a little bit of friction going on. We're about to see the kind of fire that no devil or demon or principality or power can put out because we're coming in the name that is above every name to equip a generation to invade the end times with the glad tidings and the good news of the gospel. Amen and amen. Well, you, you, you may be seated. How many of us you said, Doc, you're talking to me tonight? Yes. Well, let the world hear you. So, so um, I, I, I took him, made eye contact with him, because see, I know, and even Dr. Robin will tell you, when, when, when in, uh, we operate together really good, but when this comes on me, when this kind, she steps back. When, when, when this comes on me, she steps back, because she knows stuff's going to happen. I'm going to either hit somebody or... Yank somebody. She doesn't want to be there and hinder anything. Does that make sense? Because you could feel and sense the tangibility of that divine gift. It's his gift. And it's to help people. Somebody said, well, why? Because sometimes with all of the knowledge of the science we have and the medical advancement we make etc sometimes man has no answer and sometimes when man has no answer and the only answer is God the worst thing we can do is leave the needy with a boy scout Amen. 
It's, or a Girl Scout. So I walked him all the way to the side where there's a door that leads to the outside. I walked him. And I was walking him away from that cookie smell. Because, I mean, when that man fell under the bar and said, ah, people say, people, you did it, you did it, it's you, it's you, it's you, it's you, it's you. Always, Moses, you, you. Always, always, always. If you don't want to be criticized, go to heaven. How many heroes say, Doc, I know, what you, I, 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 know, I know what you're talking about because I was used by God here, there, whatever. I thought I would get a different reaction of appreciation, but I didn't. You, and, and, and you know I'm talking to you. Let me see. Now just wave. Amen. Hallelujah. So I pulled him away and I looked at him and I said, look, this is real. I said, I'm not practicing on you. I said, I do this all over the world. I said, this is real. And I, and I looked at him, and this time I didn't lay my hands on him. I just held him and held him by the hand, just made, made contact with him, released the power of God. And I said, the Lord wants to heal you, every part of you. That degeneration in your back and your body, that can be regenerated just like it's nothing to God. So right now... It, all the pain you're in 24 hours a day, all of it, all of it, gone. I said, go ahead and, go ahead and, just go ahead and lift your hand. He couldn't lift his hands. Because I, I told him, I said, how, how far can you lift your hands above your head? He said, I can't lift my hands above my head. I said, well, go ahead and just lift your hands. And he just went and he copied me. He's looking at me to went like that. Went like that. This is fact. This is. Went like that. Then he went. And then he started walking and marching in the middle of the church saying, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And the church jumped up. Listen. Jumped up. Left their cookies. And dove right into frontline training. Became a radical. Everybody went from a, a scout to a marine in an instant. In an instant. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. And I was just standing there real nice like thinking, yeah, where were you when I needed you five minutes ago? (laughs) Amen. Amen. And and see, this is what irks me a little bit. Not not that I'm jealous. How many of you know we give God all the glory? But but stupid can't give God the right kind of glory. Are you listening to me? So here are a bunch of people, a church full of people, willing to let that man go the way he came. But then when he got his miracle through God's 
a servant, then they're going to say, give all the, well, what was the Lord? Praise the Lord. Thank God the Lord did. Well, the Lord, yeah, he did it in spite of the fact that you're sitting there with your cookies, just watching that man being overridden by the power of darkness. You better get up and sign up for the International Miracle Institute and get trained to become an end time representative of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Somebody shout. Put your hands on your spirit. I'm a believer. And I'm a receiver. I am receiving. I have received in this session. And I'm going to receive in this session. Today, this week, is my time to be watered, refreshed, renewed, regenerated, and to grow in God. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? And so I can't believe it, I can't believe it, and the place just erupted. Hundreds and hundreds of people just erupted into shouts. Well, they erupted. Here's that man, he can't believe it. So you can tell it was not done through mutual faith. It was done by the gift of faith. All he did was chose not to resist it. Now God will do that sometimes and has done it in all of our lives. But God does not want you to just get what he does sovereignly and not use what he's given you permanently. He doesn't want us 20 years after we got our miracle still hoping that he would give us a miracle. No, he wants you to carry what the world needs and begin to live giving your all to God. And when you give your all to God and he gives you back, you're all multiplied, you're all renewed, you're all refreshed, you're all regenerated. You won't be able to contain yourself. Did you catch that? That was supernaturally clever. I said, well, how long have you been saved? He said, saved? I said, how'd you get here tonight? He said, oh, my neighbor said that there were things happening here. <laughs> and that, that, um, that um, I might get prayed for, so I came. And so I called the nervous team. I hope you're not listening tonight. I love you. I love you. <laughs> Amen. We, we all have our area of anointing, and I appreciate yours. I love you. Just kind of sharing it from my perspective, I'm giving you a chance to, you know, be in my shoes for a minute. So what I did is I had him take him to the um, next uh, where they, because the meeting was going on. 
and they led him to the Lord and got him spirit filled and all of that. He got his miracle, not even knowing anything, not knowing anything. Uh, just, just, just had some man he'd never met before tell him, trust me, I do this. God loves you and he wants to heal you. And the man, poor guy, had no theology at all. Poor, poor guy. He's had no theology to stand against his miracle. So we were in first century discipleship. And uh, what was it, two weeks ago? I taught probably around like 30 hours or maybe 35 hours that week. Life changing. But I, I talked about our physicality, not, not, not after our transformation, after our change in a moment in twinkling of an eye, but during the process of God filling your being, didn't I? You were there. And we were taking question and answer afterward, and our dear daughter from across the, the world there, hallelujah, R- really on top of the world, where she lives. And uh, she was, she said, I am my student, and uh, we love you. I know you're probably watching today, and I prayed for your um, recovery from that little procedure you had on your hand from, the, from that uh, dog that attacked you while you were trying to get shelter from the bear that was around, so... <laughs> But she said, but, but I have these hearing aids on. I've been wearing them for years. I'm almost ashamed of wearing them. And she said, I'm, actually she said, I believe I'm ashamed of wearing them. I think. That's something like that. Just want to be accurate because, you know, this kind of really just a couple weeks ago. So immediately while she's talking... It rose up in my spirit what I was talking about. And I saw myself demonstrate. And when I say I saw myself, it was not with my eyes. There's a vision you see with your eyes, and I've had those. But it's a vision you see with your spirit, with with your heart. And I had that. And with that vision, I had not only a seeing, I had a knowing. And in that knowing, I knew that I would demonstrate the subject matter. See, it's one thing to talk, something that can be argued against. But when you demonstrate what you're talking, can nobody say anything about it? Can you say amen? And so I saw myself cup her ears, um, cup her ears, and I saw myself... I, the Lord, the Lord impressed me. Speak through your hand. What, a, what a greater demonstration! What a greater demonstration than to have 
your body be of no issue to God's flow. Speak through your, now I'm going to speak through my hands into a deaf ear. Are you here? So I said, take the hearing aids off, and she did. I said, come over here, she did. And I put my hands on her ears, and I told the class, did I not tell you? How many were here? Did I not tell you now I'm whispering through my hands into her ears that I'm holding really tight? And everything I whispered, she was able to hear because the Lord said, showed. Now go ahead and demonstrate. Your, your body will not be a block to my voice. I could speak. Come on, somebody. God is going to re. God is going to rewind your life. He's going to erase chapters of disappointment. He's going to erase memories of maybe failure or maybe discouragement. And he's going to begin to write a kind of promise and courage upon the tablets of your heart that show you an appointment with breakthrough like you have never ever imagined available to you before. Glory. And this daughter, she's a woman of faith. She, uh, she's an international in- institute student, partner, member of the global church, FCD student. And then when I took my hands off after she whispered everything, uh, well, she repeated everything whispered from both ears. I mean, I cupped her ears really, really tight, you know. Um, it, it, you know, if I cup your ears right now and I, and I whisper, you probably might not hear anything except I've already been talking along these lines, so you might. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I had the, the, the um, class shout in the, in the cathedral after I took my hands off her. And since then till now, she has never had to put her hearing aids on. She never will either. Never will. Never will. Never will. Glory, 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 glory. So we are, we are sharing, we're talking about the faith. We talk about the faith. And we talked about how you and I are called to contend for the faith that was once and once and for all delivered to the saints' safekeeping. It shows us that the faith was given to remain until Christ returns. Remain. Not, not be squandered, not be lost not be insulted through unbelief, but thank God be, be confessed, be received, be believed because we have the word of God. Does that make sense? And we have, we have the power of the Holy Spirit to let the faith, the spirit of faith, 
live strong and live big in us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's why the Lord said, have the faith of God. That's why the Lord said, the Lord. The Lord said, have the faith of God. Are you listening to me? So, so that we would go ahead and have the faith of God. The Lord would not tell us to have what God did not give us. Have the faith of God. So, now, what a, what a great thing. So, but we've been talking by the direction of the Holy Spirit predominantly tonight along the lines of physical healing or miracles. See what I mean? But the faith of God does a whole lot more than that. We've also talked tonight about divine health and youth. But the faith of God does a whole lot more than that. You see, God, by virtue of who he is, is completely, infinitely contradistinct to what we see and know as we see it and know it. He is, exa- he is infinitely better than perfect. There are no words. The best we can come up with is that the excellency, that's the Holy Spirit, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. He, he, you, you and I could spend eons of ages praising God with, with definitives. He is holy. He is awesome. He is wonderful. He is merciful. He is kind, the deliverer, the healer. ETC, we can spend ages and ages and never touch the infinity and, 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 the, and the magnitude of who he is. So what he has supplied for you and I is an indwelling that should he be allowed to live that way in one life, the entire world could not stand against that one life. He demonstrated it himself when he, the life, became the man. Hallelujah. He defeated sickness. He defeated disease. He defeated devils. He defeated suffering. He defeated hunger. He defeated temptation. He defeated the power of sin. He defeated death. He defeated the grave. He defeated hell. And he rose triumphantly. Go ahead and shout one one short loud shout. That was good. And one more time. So speaking from his humanity. Do you remember me saying that? Just to make sure that everyone here knew knew and not so knew. Would know that Doc's not lost. We're following the Lord, amen? But he spoke out of his humanity. All authority, he's talking to us, in heaven and in earth is given unto me. Notice the words given. 
Are you listening? Delivered unto me. Notice the words delivered. Well, if the word is eternal and the word was with God and the word was God, then he certainly wasn't saying, well, guess what? The Godhead just, just got upgraded. You know, we're doing better in heaven. You know, we, we thought we were losing this planet. The earth was the devil's for a while, even though, no, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The Lord didn't come to redeem the planet. He came to redeem the kings of the planet so that they could rule and reign in life by the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And when you are born from above, your enemy cannot run your kingdom. Your enemy cannot run your finances. Your enemy cannot run you out. The enemy cannot defeat you. When you are born from above, that which is in your life is consecrated, is separated unto God. Never fails to multiply, never fails to be more than enough, never fails to be a blessing, never fails to sustain, never fails. Hey, hey. Glory, glory, glory. Go ye therefore. See, that is why you should go. All authority in heaven and earth is delivered to me. Go ye therefore and, 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 and preach the gospel to all nations, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. But, but, but wait, don't go yet. Tarry in Jerusalem till you be clothed with power from on high because I'm going to give you a miracle. I'm going to make you a miracle. I'm going to clothe you with a miracle. I'm going to fill you with a miracle. Glory, glory, glory. Live is nothing greater than a generation of end time believers living the first century faith in the 21st century. Oh, no, no, no. I don't have to say, well, you know, historic. No, no. They brought the sick from all the nations around to the headquarters. Are you listening to me? And they were healed, everyone. But then, and everyone started going out and they're going, and when we went, we didn't go without the presence of the Lord. We, we, we left. My God, we, uh, we, we, we went to, we, we went to the affairs of life or the circumstances of life different. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Men and women for a time were terrified of the church. No spies came to scout Pun intended. (laughs) 
If I had a dollar for every time a Christian shrimp walked into my meetings to see if I'm a real prophet of God, we'd have funded the end time revival. But it doesn't bother me at all because when they get in my meeting, they might walk in as a shrimp, but before the night is over, there are salmon swimming upstream. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. Upstream. It's swimming upstream. It doesn't matter what direction the world is going in. You're going in the other direction. You're going against the tide. So you see a metamorphosis happen. Shrimp. Salmon. Glory to God. Um, They're like, sign me up. I am I. I am I, me, FCD, me, FCF, me. I'm going to stop. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, is that thing is just so strong, I could just go with it for a while. So this is now why we were still in Jerusalem. You know, there's some stuff happening, you know, in, in, in outside of Jerusalem, out, out, out well, outside of Israel, outside of Samaria, outside of Galilee, outside of, outside into Phoenicia. There's some things happening, but the headquarters is, is pretty much in the city and um, very important family. The family of John Mark is there and we'll concentrate uh, this uh, season of time on some things, uh, expressions of Christ. Are you listening to me? And uh, there are four creatures, living, living beings that God created, evidently. Because <laughs> they're in heaven, right? <laughs> and um, and the, the Zoe. And, and can you recall with me what the faces are like? One has the face of a, one has a face of a lion, one has a face of a man, and one has a face of a, an eagle, one has a face of a, an ox. And so those four are also uh, expressions of the ministry of the Lord. The, the burden bearer helps ministry, carries, plows. You see what I mean? That's, 
That's why there's a li- uh, Zoe living ox to give honor to the throne of God. He, God created him because he's going to express in his earthly ministry those flavors of ministry. Does that make sense? One is the face of a man. He's going to do what he does as a man, but not just as a man, as the man. Because if he did it just as a man, he would be the only man that can do it. But if he did it as the man, he could say, the works that I do, shall he do also. I am the man that has come to give you the first century power to carry into the 21st century. I'm here to give you the living word of God that assassinates opposition, that that exiles the demonic powers and that brings healing to the world. And so he's, he's a, he's a, as a man and then in the eagle and, and divine He's, he's, the, the word was with God and the word was God. Divinity. And then the lion is royalty and, and, and kingship. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is the head of a, of a praising people. He is a head of, he is a head of people that thank God for their for his promises before they happen that declare them without worrying about how God is going to perform them my God your praise will bring confusion to the camp of your enemy when you get there you will find hallelujah blessing lying all over the place for you to gather we're going to spend these end time days gathering a harvest the likes of which no previous generation has ever seen glory be to God but now the lion when the lion roars it goes through your bones and and um that's one of the attributes that uh, uh, the church gave to the gospel of Mark. And some people talk about the voice crying in the wilderness, talking about John. But really it's Christ after the voice, glory be to God, who is the voice, the word, and the result. When the Lord says, Rob, things happen. My, 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 my. My, 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 my. So the reason I shared that is because that's what we will, we will be ministering from in these sessions. You may be seated. Let's, let's turn together, please, to the 12th chapter of Acts because the apostle Peter has been in prison a long time. We, we actually left there a couple of days ago and you say well doc what does that have to do with what you've been teaching well I'm glad you asked see the sound of, that, of Christ's victory and Christ's role roar 
One thing about the Gospel of Mark, his, uh, the historians uh, of, the, of the Word of God, theologians that are very reliable, and church tradition that is very ancient. Someone hit someone and say, the opinion, the view, the conviction of the church. And, and, and so you might be thinking, well, Dr. Harfush, which church is that? No, you don't understand. We're speaking about prior to denominationalism. Before any split, there was only the church. And there was only those people over there. <laughs> so it was the view of, of believers and then most recent uh, re re surgence of study and, and, and textual I'm talking about textual criticism by reliable sources because everybody here knows just because we have a seminary whoever you are you might have a seminary doesn't mean you're going to teach the word of God the way God wants the word taught you might just have a seminary for educational, informative purposes, and maybe the, 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 the purpose of that seminary is to argue against the, 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 the existence of God. Maybe it's an agnostic theology course. Now, you don't advertise it that way. Are you listening to me? Don't look at me like that. I know pastors that have doctoral degrees earned graduated from seminaries that were never allowed to read the book of Acts were just simply told that was a season in time and it's over with don't read it I know Jewish theologians are you listening to me that were literally qualified to be rabbinical leaders that were forbidden to read the book of Isaiah. Don't look at me like that. So just because somebody has a seminary doesn't mean they're educating people in the facts or in the truth. Anybody can preach you down. God knows that when he found you, you were down. It doesn't matter how good you were doing. You weren't where you are now. He lifted you. God lifted you. And God is going to lift you up higher than where you are now. To his honor and his glory and his credit. So I, I asked, I said, I said, I said, well, doctor, pastor, what, it, what do they do with the, with the book of Acts? He said, well, we don't read the book of Acts. We're just told to stay away from it. You mean you could get a doctoral degree earned? Probably got a stack of books about why you shouldn't read the book of Acts. Hardest people in the world to lay hands on them and get them to receive the Holy Ghost are people who have read stacks of books and listened to hundreds of hours of sermons about why God doesn't do what God used to do. No, we're going to live the 21st, in the 21st century the purity of the dead man raising, mountain moving, devil defeating and God praising faith that he has delivered to us. 
Hallelujah. Amen. So I'm talking about real, real uh, Bible believing, um, educated and qualified and non-biased expositors and discoverers of the original text and the original context, not only in in what's written, but the surroundings and and the lifestyle and the people people that were involved and who was related to who, etc. Do you see what I mean? They all, all have come to agree that the most condensed and the most powerful expression of the Lord's miracle ministry that shows both his emotions in anger, his emotions in compassion, his emotions in, 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 in uh, while he's working with the gifts of the spirit or whatever, they say that it's the best place to go for miracles. I think, personally, the entire Bible is full of miracles. I just see it, see it in between the lines. Even though a lot of my in between the lines have lines in them. So, so it's a marker there between the thing. Anyway. So that's that. The lion. So now we're reading the record of another one of the 72. I'm going to take a moment. You know what a, what's a great miracle? How many would like to know? Yes. Great miracle about the word of God. Uh, our blessed canon of scripture, if you will. Both old and new, but let's stick with the new right now. Because the new happened so fast that within 30 to 50 years, the whole world, after the ascension, the whole world had, had been, uh, you know, known world had been reached with the power of the Lord Jesus, not only with the news. So what's the great miracle about it is that two gospels were written by the direction of the Holy Spirit. Every word is inspired by Matthew, who's one of the 12, and John, one of the 12. And then two Gospels were written by Mark and Luke, who were one of the 72. So you say, well, why does it matter? It matters because 
people can't say. People can't say that God doesn't trust to use his chosen once he thoroughly trained and equipped them. He, when, God, when God has prepared you, and even while he's preparing you, he will not only pour into you, but he will pour through you. And when he's pouring through you today, and he's pouring through you today, and it's consistent with what has been poured and is on record, are you listening to me? It can never fail. Because that is the living standard upon which the Holy Spirit will breathe to allow the same caliber of performance to happen in your life now. That will say to the doubting theologians and the agnostics and the atheists, be quiet and shut up. We're not following a theory. We are having a living presence of the Lord our Redeemer. And so then you go to the book of Acts and, and, and again it's the record of Luke. So people just say and they don't understand. Well there's no evidence that Luke met the Lord or saw the Lord. So he must have gotten his information second or third hand. No, everyone that is in our new covenant got their information first hand. And every word in the new covenant inspired by the Holy Spirit to bring about a now performance. Just as Isaiah said it will happen, glory be to God, Luke said it did happen. Hey! Hey! And so that, then you go to Jude and you go to James and you're talking about two that at one point didn't even believe on the Lord. Until they believed on them later. And God would trust them. Boy, it's too much information. Is this a Bible university? Yes. So, 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 here's, you got James, you got Jude. And so you have, you know, you have the, the epistles of John. Well, he's a pillar. You have the epistles of Paul. He's born out of season. He's, he's after, the, after the Lord had appeared to the 500, about or over 500. Then lastly of me also. Well, he wasn't, you know, the only one, was he? But he was entrusted by God to give us the epistles. And God trusted Luke as an eyewitness because Luke was an apostolic apostle. Does that make sense? He's one of the 72. See, sometimes we don't think that Jesus sent them out and they came back with great joy. We think that was, the, that was it. No, he, now he told them this. He said, I give you authority. When they came back rejoicing, he said, rejoice that your name is written. I beheld Satan like lightning fall from heaven. I give you authority to advance by setting foot on scorpions and snakes. Glory be. In other words, I just started with you. You're going to stomp on the devil and nothing shall by any means harm you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Is this good? So this is... Um, he uses the 72 and then he uses the 500 plus 
And most of them were alive when Paul was writing. So Paul, again, runs into Saul of Tarsus, is actually not satisfied with the persecution that's happening to the church in Jerusalem. So he's going to Damascus, to Syria. He's, he's hunting them down on the road to Damascus. Anybody here been on the road to Damascus? Anybody? Nobody's going to confess it. He's on the road to Damascus. He's got all of the stamped, you know, authoritative decrees so that if he's opposed in any area by Roman soldiers or, or, or the empire representatives, he would say, look, I've got from the, the chief leaders in Jerusalem legal right to wreak havoc among these troublemakers, putting them in prison and killing them if I have to. I'm authorized to do that. This man was not going to just talk about your sermon. He's going to not only assassinate your character, he's going after your very life. And then all of a sudden, the Lord just, when 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 the sun... Planet, planet sun, S-U-N, was at high noon. Whew, that was the strongest shoot down or shoot out. High noon, amen. And brighter than the noonday sun. And, and the light just went whoop from from the glory, from the glory of God and hit him and he's out under the power and he says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Not my people. Not my Christians. But me. Why are you persecuting me? Because everything they're doing I'm doing through them. Are you listening to me? They belong to me. They're me. In the sense that they're one spirit with me. They're flesh of my flesh. They're bone of my bone. They're family. Call them brethren. Should I quote any more? Are you you satisfied? Bruh. feels good in here son and um, and he he said who are you Lord he said I am Jesus of Nazareth whom you're person Jesus of Nazareth brighter than the sun so now he now he's got people that didn't believe on him credited with epistles He's got the chief enemy of his body, the church, (laughs) arrested by conversion, by force. Once he gets up, he's got no religious opinions. He's like, okay, would you just somebody guide me to where he told me to wait? (laughs) 
and the critics and the liberals and the agnostics and the atheists can say anything they want to say. Oh, he had a hallucination. Oh, he made it up. Oh, it was a sunstroke. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I read all his epistles. Nothing but a sunstroke. Well, guess what? I've been stricken by the same sun, S-O-N. Is anybody here stricken by the sun? Glory. So here he is, and he's writing the gospel and um, the epistles. He's training the church. So you can go and you can see Corinthians and you can see, you can see Romans and Corinthians, Corinthians and uh, Galatians and Ephesians and Colossians. And you can go down the line and the Apostle Paul is, is revealing with, the, with, with, with a very strong focus the indwelling Christ in you. Does that make sense? So now, if we go here and we see some things and we find out what is the role that John Mark played in the early church. Does that make sense? Because if in that gospel and in those days, the Christian community was so entwined and internet. Are you listening to me? And, and, and for good reason. It because it, it, you know, we just found out that, you know, um, the one of the two sons of thunder, James, the brother of John, was, you know, killed with the sword. And uh, for good reason, then you find out that the, the, the body of Christ was so tight together that that corporate presence of God was able to move, listen, in cooperation or should I say in empowerment of our agreement. Because what is our agreement all about? The greatest level of agreement is great commission oriented and it's occupancy oriented. It's to occupy until he comes. Our agreement is to not only know, but also decide that the Lord has placed our cities and our planet under our guard. And we are not to lay down and allow the infiltration of demon forces, distortion, and deviant lifestyles or sickness and disease or bondage or hatred or murder or crime to take over our world as long as we have breath and we have the word of the living God he has placed the earth in our safeguard in our safekeeping glory be to God in season out of season in good times and so called bad times 
it doesn't matter. We are the family of the Lord. And when that level of agreement is in motion, then our personal needs are easy to agree upon. They're met. But heaven will move to back up your corporate agreement to invade the end time with the lordship of the king of glory and his supremacy in victory over death, hell, and the grave. He is superior to your adversary. He is a repellent to your opponent. Glory be to God. Now, if you can't jump up and shout about that, you need to realize what salvation is all about. It's not a ticket to get somewhere. It is an infusion to impact where you are now. Excuse me. Uh, I am my church family and student body. I shouldn't have mentioned the lion. <laughs> now pull back a little bit. And the... Uh, the uh, the um, that was the that is the central highest kind of agreement. It's woven together and knitted together by God. It's 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 a heavenly cloth, if you could understand the, 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 that's what we're clothed with an invisible uh, empowerment for visible results to the glory of the only wise God the invisible immortal never changing ever present Are you in Acts chapter 12? Hold the Bible above your head. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. That comes in the beginning normally. Well, I'm going to go ahead and just catch us up. Now about that time, verse 1, Herod the king stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church. Notice uh, his intention was against not just two, but certain. Doesn't name us or name them, but I'm sure some, you know, were directed by the Lord and had to move around and things were happening. And... um, And so how many believe that at that time you needed to be quite uh, dedicated, but also quite wise? And so he's going after the leaders. 
and uh, you are um, um, in charge over anything. You're a leader. If you're a, a, a family, uh, you have children, you're a leader over your children. If you're a business owner, you're a leader. Um, you know, you have responsibility to care for your employees, all that. So members or actual uh, family, family in the body of Christ had to be needed then very trustworthy. Does that make sense? Needed to be very trustworthy because it, it, you couldn't have treachery in the middle of the church. Does that make sense? Uh, of course, you know, there's always stuff like that because people are people. But it's probably a little scarier when there's some guys like Peter counting the offering. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you ever thought about that? Ananias and Sapphira? How many, how many don't want to ever grow up to be Ananias or Sapphira? <laughs> but you know what's worse? Can you imagine? Did they go to church? Did they go to church? Did they have people in the church that they loved and that loved them? Did they have friends in the church? How would you feel if you were the armor bearer? (laughs) You just, you know... Just, just for a minute, just for a minute. This is just because, you know, uh, I want to back off of that lion expression for a minute. Just get a little sobriety into this. Because everybody here, you know, you already know all the stuff I'm teaching. So, let's just back up and just talk about, you just had dinner with Ananias. Just, just a couple of days before, just a couple of days before, you shared the word back and forth and told some stories about, and Sapphira cooked, and so every, every, there's a giving movement happening, and everybody's talking about Barnabas and Son of Consolation, what a title, and, and you didn't pick up anything, you perceived nothing. Held hands with Sapphira and Ananias in a Christian circle, first century circle. Just came in agreement together around your need to have some things sell and move so you can bring to the apostles' feet. And Ananias led in prayer. Just so anointed, I mean, just like, like. You felt it. I mean, chills went through your, you know, you're like, whoo, that man can pray. (laughs) And next thing you know, see, you don't think like that sometimes unless you come from a small Um, community. Anybody here, your background is from a small community? Let me see your hands. So everybody knows everybody? Okay, so you understand what I'm talking about. 
So you're like, So here they are. And you know, the smallest the community can get is when your life is on the line, right? And so there was, there was stuff happening. And uh, here you come to a church meeting. And uh, your job is to carry Ananias out. You, you, you actually, you try, to, you try to put the cloth on him. And Peter says, no, that ain't that kind of slang. I know some of you say, Dr. Fish, how can you joke about something that serious? Because if I don't, some people here may just collapse under the weight of the subject matter. We got to lighten it up a little bit. Amen. See, a lot of people feel bad for Ananias. How, how about if you're like, you were the relative and you're the head of the armor bearing team and Okay, everybody, grab the shovels. And I guarantee you, they weren't going, you know, that Peter. And they were going, that stupid Ananias. I prayed with you. I prayed with you. I prayed with you. How do you agree with me about Because they heard the word. Why did you allow Satan to fill your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? It is the enemy that is after your call. It is the enemy that is after your life. It is the enemy that is after your blessing. But today I declare that the goodness of God will be acted upon in your life. And you will rise up and break the influence of the devil off of your life. And answer the call of the living God. victory 100% of the time in the lives of God's chosen children and if you missed it in any area of your life you ask the Lord to forgive you you ask the Lord to cleanse your heart and cleanse your mind and put it behind you it is behind you thank God it's behind you thank God it's behind you Amen. Amen. But it, it is, it is very, isn't it? It's very um, tough. It's tough. And and uh, there had to be the cooperation. So when 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 Herod here is stretching his hands to vex certain people in the church. The entire church feels it. Does that make sense? So today we're global or we're worldwide. But there's no, no way that intercessors don't pick up some things. And we thank God for intercessors also in other parts of the world that pick up things. I'm talking about pick up a mantle of prayer. Are you listening to me? You don't have to pray because something is wrong. 
Sometimes you have to pray because something is so right, it needs to be birthed into the world. And God needs some people to start praying that thing through. Maybe it's delivery time and you need some people to say, push, push. It's delivery time. You're in labor. You're about to see the kind of miracle that's going to cause you to rejoice. Hey! Hey! Glory! So, um, he stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church and he, he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. So he had them chop off his head. Does that make sense? The edge of the sword. And uh, because he saw it pleased the, uh, the Jews or the unbelieving uh, sects in, in uh, Israel that rejected Christ, um, the religious uh, sects that were against this Christian cult. <laughs> Isn't that true? Because at that time, that's what people thought we were. Well, let me rephrase that. Sometimes people think you are. Isn't it interesting? It's okay to do it 2,000 years ago. But if you do it today, you're a cult. But it's just in the book. So there's no more, there's no more any of it. There's no more apostle, there's no more prophet. There's no more nine gifts of the spirit. There's no more tongues and interpretation. There's no gifts of healings. There's none of that. There's just the book to read. My goodness. But people still dying. I drove by a cemetery on the way here. Now the ones that sleep in the Lord will rise again. And the Bible said we comfort what? One another with this hope. You know the world that does not believe in the resurrection won't comfort us with these words so so, so I, I'm, I'm just gonna be nice to you tonight comfort you are you listening yes. thank God that uh, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord he stretched forth his hands he took Peter and uh, my God, it got so quiet in here. I see some salmon floating downstream. I'm going to pop you in the head in a minute and wake you up. You're a salmon. Wake up. I'm not going to look. They're tr- trying, to, trying to show me signs. Time, 
time signs. The only signs and wonders we're going to have tonight are God's signs and wonders. All right, so we know what happened. He took Peter, he delivered him, and, uh, and, uh, psh, my goodness, and uh, um, it tells us what, what season it was in during the season of unleavened bread, and, uh, and uh, he was intending to put an end to him, um, after Easter in verse 4, correct? Do you see how good I did that? I skipped verse 4. Skip verse 4. I'm working with you. And Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church the Lord is right, Doc. Ah, <laughs> Without ceasing um, of the church um, unto God for him. Right? Yes. Oh, well, 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 they're praying. They're praying. Lord, we lost James or James. We lost the ministry of James. James gained, um, you know. His presence with you and they're, and they're praying without stop and guess where they're praying you know where they're praying they're praying at Mark's house they're all gathered at John Mark's Johanna Marcos Jewish name was John the the Roman or Greek name was John. That's the, the writer of the Gospel of Mark. And he would become a disciple of uh, the Apostle Paul and a son to the Apostle Peter. And he was naturally related to the Apostle Barnabas. In his house, the house of his mother, that is, his mother's house, he lived with his mother. His parents. And uh, a lot of theologians believe, and I believe it, that he was that guy that was following, you know, the night in the Garden of, of um, Gethsemane, the Garden of Olives there. Remember that? And they caught him, and he was wearing a, a, a robe or a sheet, and he left it and ran off without any clothes. That's Mark. See, there's hope for you. <laughs> and uh, and there, but they had a they had a big house, and it served as one, as one, if not the key, gathering places of prayer. And uh, fellowship because the family. I want you to hit someone and say the family. So because Mark's family and, and Barnabas's connection with them and, and so on had a strong relationship 
with the early apostles, even during the time of Christ's earthly ministry, when he was, uh, you know, ministering in uh, in the in uh, in uh, Judea, Samaria, Galilee, and Phoenicia. Does that make sense? So. So even at that time, the family had a connection. So these are people that knew one another, and the house was a welcome place. So that's where the prayer meetings were taking place at without any cessation. And they had the the servant there that worked for them, and uh, her name was Rhoda. And uh, they were praying. And I would probably venture to say they were like praying pretty strong. Because so we're not that far from it being noised abroad. There, go ahead and pray in tongues, real strong. Wait, stop. Listen, it will not be long under this kind of anointing in your life, where the things that the enemy has locked up to keep out of your reach will be let out to come into your life. My God, I feel the power of the Holy Spirit. My God, your supply is coming. Your miracle is upon you. My God, my God. Hey, hey. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory, glory. Your strength is being released. Your provision is being released. Your pardon is being released. Your harvest is released. Your word is released. Your miracle is released. Your breakthrough is released. Your upgrade and elevation, they're released. Your now is here. This is that. Glory to God. In this anointing, no chains will hold it back from you. No soldiers will keep it from you. No prison door will shut it up. It is released. It's released. It's released in your life. It's released in your life. Faith is released in your life. Answers are released. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your gift will not be terminated. Your hope will not fail. This that seems to be a dead end is not. There's a release right now in your life. I want to hear a lion shout here tonight. Now go ahead, put your hands on your spirit and just pray in tongues and happiness. It's released. Stand up to your feet. Pray in tongues and happiness. It's released. It's 
released. someone and tell them I believe and receive that I, I just ha- had to be obedient to the Lord there and, and release that word to you so he, he was kept in prison But prayer was made for him. And when Herod would have uh, brought him to to, um, that he might kill him. And there in verse 6, I'm not reading. I'm just um, uh, commenting on the verse. Are you there in verse 6? Peter was sleeping between two soldiers. And we read that. So we've we've got about 16 soldiers outside the prison. That's heightened security. We've got two inside. And then uh, behold the angel of the Lord came and, um, it, and, uh, and uh, a great light began to shine. Isn't that wonderful? The Lord would send his angel or an angel on, on a divine assignment and the angel would carry exactly what power the Lord wanted him to demonstrate. It wasn't an angel or a lesser representative. He sent him with everything he had for his God does not halfway cut you loose. Hallelujah. God, God, and so this great glorious light shines and Peter's asleep in, in the prison 
uh, and the angel smote him or hit him or kicked him or popped him or smacked him or <laughs> pushed him, whatever, he hit him on the side. In other words, uh, get up, um, rise up quickly. Is that what he said? And that's where we stop. And his chains, so he lifted him up, he said, rise up quickly, and his chains fell off his hands. So, so he, he's, he's chainless. He's unchained. Peter, unchained. and the angel says come on get dressed put on your sandals and your cloak and and, um, tie your belt right you're you're all And um, are you there in verse 9? Yes. And he did what? Go ahead and read it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What? Oh, you, you mean, oh, he, he's just the, oh, it's a vision. It's a vision. See, and they criticize people. They, you're, you're always seeing something. <laughs> Peter was being led out of a real prison by a real angel, and he just thought it was another vision. Most Christians <laughs> would be having a vision and think it was a real thing. It's like, you mean that was just a vision? Just want to stop for a minute. Because blessed be the Lord, the most high God, creator of heaven and earth. We have overcome the kings of the earth and we have brought back all. Blessed be the Lord, the most high God, creator of heaven and earth. We have overcome and we have brought back all. One more time. Blessed be the Lord, the most high God, the creator of heaven and earth. We have overcome the kings of the earth and we have brought back all. reality to that vision and that word is yours this year it's yours now my God come on somebody shout
you may be seated. Don't don't go out on me in, in the spirit now. <laughs> Read verse ten together. Ready, go. Keep reading. Okay, stop. Then now you notice how the scripture reveals the difference between levels of being under the influence of God or in the influence of God. That, that there is a level where you are almost, well, in this case, beside yourself. Now, it, I'm not saying he's hearing voices or gone crazy, but you gotta remember, first and second ward, you got 16 armed Romans, two inside the prison, chains on the hand, and a real door. So how did God tilt all that? Chains fall off, door open. They're just walking right through the thing. Peter thinks this has got to be a vision. I don't know. When I, when, maybe when we get to heaven, we get to ask some questions like, what were the soldiers like? Were they, were they out under the power? They were like... Just not knowing what happened. Did they, did they also come to the, themselves when he was outside in the street and said, Good God, where's Peter? Herod's going to kill us all. I mean, I don't know, do you? We'd have to go to hard copy, if that makes sense, records that go way back then to, tell, to share what might have been shared about what might have happened, and we still place our faith where? in the book of Acts or in the, in the word of God. Does that make sense? But nonetheless, he's, he, he, he's in an anointing level where he is, he's, he's like, he thinks he's in a vision. So whether he's in a vision and it looks like he's going in slow motion and no soldiers are seeing him, right? Because maybe the Lord wants him to know, you know, whatever. He, it, he's having a vision. He thinks he's having, does he not think he's having a vision? So he's going to have to later on have an interpretation or understanding why the Lord is showing him that. Because it could have a lot of levels to it. It could have a lot of levels. Well, the vision is, you know, I got you out of that this way, you know, chop, you know. But he, he's beside himself. So there is an anointing in that outray, in the glory, in the presence of one angel sent to help a messenger of God. I want you to know that your help far outweighs your opposition. My God, the power of the living God 
will neutralize all of your surroundings in order to energize your activity in God. Hey! Hey! Glory! Glory, 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 So, so the angel did what? The angel left. Now I want you to notice also another thing that literally happened. Three things happened. One, it's evident that real iron chains fell off his hands. Secondly, it's evident that a real iron prison door opened. Thirdly, it's evident that he went through two wards with the angel, got to an iron gate that leads into the city, and that gate opened to him of his own accord. Are you listening to me? So there are tangible, binding, and immovable things Bearing no capacity to resist your breakthrough. They cannot stop the answers of God to in an intercessory prayer made by the church. My God. The presence of a spirit messenger is greater than the hardness, the tangibility, and the binding power of the forces on earth. Amen. You may be seated. Many of us here have had life-saving circumstances that are very similar to that. Maybe uh, you've had some things you can't explain. And um, you could, you could, uh, you could, uh, if you haven't had it, you know someone who had. So anyway, when the angel departed, Peter what? Peter came to himself and knew that it was not just a vision. What verse are you in? And, um, but that the Lord had delivered him from the expectation of the people. So when he came to himself, there's another level, right? He actually came down out of that uh, spirit realm where it's so so real in manifested form that the tangible stuff are no longer <laughs> tangible. They're incapable 
of resisting the will of God. We have no record here of the angel saying to the city gate, open. We have no record. Does that make sense? That means the assignment that God ordained and sent had the power to perform it himself. The, the, the very assignment is full of the power of performance. Glory to God. That's a, that's a level the body of Christ is coming to. You're coming, you're coming to a level where the assignment will carry the power to perform himself in your life. In particular circumstances where, where you need the miraculous on that level. Glory be to God. And so why did Peter come to himself? Well, because he's, he found himself standing in a different place than where he was sleeping. <laughs> Whoo, glory. You're going to wake up and find out that you weren't dreaming. he's like well I guess I'm really here (laughs) how many of us right now you said doc I need prayer I got some situations that are expecting bad things or not so good things or resisting things or whatever to have in my life let me see your hands doc I need some things lift your hand lift your hand Uh, lift your hands Keep them, keep them lifted up. Amen. Uh, just stay in this anointing. In a little while, you'll come to yourself. And, and all over the world, you're going to come to yourself. And when you send me that prayer, uh, when you send me that testimony, you're going to say, oh, the Lord has delivered me from the expectation of my enemies. He has canceled my debt. He has changed my physical condition. He has restored my family. He has saved my loved ones. He turned it around. What the enemy meant for evil, God turned it around for good. What you declared in that first century faith, Doc, it happened to me. I looked around and found out that what God said was happening. It wasn't just a vision. It wasn't just a hope. It wasn't just confession. It wasn't just faith. It wasn't just feeling. It wasn't just my God. He delivered me. That is the word of the Lord. And I will read your testimonies about it. Please, if you, if, if you may be seated a little bit, you know that I have a lot to share this, this school year with you. Many of us who are auditing 
this is the time for you to sign up for International Miracle Institute, sponsor an international, underwrite the education of someone else, give a gift towards your, your, um, your uh, FCF, and if God has called you to be FCD, give towards that, and we want to underwrite. We're believing the Lord, and I, I told my congregation today, this, this class, that um, there's never been such activity of hungry people. Uh, they want International Miracle Institute more than anything else all over the world. And, um, and many of us are going to uh, postgraduate studies and FCD and all that, but I'm believing the Lord that he would give us a million uh, more. Not only souls, but also disciples. And you know, uh, many of us here, you remember when the Lord spoke to us, and uh, even in, in, uh, in our traveling uh, times in America, when I used to do 50 churches every year, before we, we uh, would take a crusade team and hit a state and the surrounding states and stay there a week, two weeks, three weeks, sometimes keep going back uh, for, for a month and a half, two months. Some of the strongest moves of God that have happened around the world, the Lord has given us. And I, not only in soul winning, but in reaping students that are still till today. Uh, they wore out their tapes and they, they're getting their different ways of getting the training. But I used to call it, call them miracle workers. The Lord told me to train up, told Dr. Robin, both of us, to train up what? Miracle workers. And, you know, sometimes you, you say things and you can't put in a phrase everything. So people misunderstand a lot of people don't know. And some people say, well, you can't, you know, train miracle workers and this. Nobody does miracles but God and, and all of that. Well, guess what? You know, we, we, we did schools of signs and wonders. We did everything we needed to do. And then when we planted here, the city of Pensacola, Florida, this is 25 years, quarter of a century we've been here. And we have almost a half a million people that are partially or full-time experiencing being miracle workers. But, but guess what happened? Like, like wildfire all over the planet, all over the planet, every denomination, every church, every group that understands the time we're living in was sparked and challenged by what we're doing. And now training for the supernatural is a lot more acceptable and a lot more on demand. And we thank God for people that have the ability to do that, to, to help train people and equip people. Does that make sense? But, but it, you have to have a calling. You have to have a calling in order to bring good training and good teaching and so on. So we're going we're gonna, to uh, read your testimonies and talk about uh, being, find out how we can come to you and how you can come to us and be part of this year's march, this year's graduation in the new World Center. Amen. Amen. It's a good time. Lift your hand and shout. Woo! Woo! And uh, 
You're going to come to yourself and you're going to find that these things happened. So Peter said, this is real. And when he had considered the thing, or considered, he reflected on what happened. He came to the house of Mary, the mother of John. That's John Mark. Whose surname was what? I told you. (laughs) Were many were gathered together praying. Notice how he knew where to go. Wasn't his first time there. He knew where to go. And, and, um, but he had to consider the thing because he's going he's gonna to have to explain himself. He didn't know how bad he's going to have to explain himself. <laughs> but he's going he's gonna to explain himself. So... Um, so he starts, he starts knocking on the door and as he knocked on the door of the gate the damsel came um, to listen or to respond um, named Rhoda and a Rhoda Rhoda, that's her name, Rhoda and um, when she knew it was Peter or she recognized Peter's voice uh, she opened not the gate for gladness. <laughs> uh, now, now, don't do that when your miracle starts breaking in on you. <laughs> Open the door immediately so you could send me the testimony as best as you can. Can you imagine? Go ahead and pray in the in tongues real strong. All right, stop. And they were doing that. What 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 were they praying about? Okay, so can you imagine you're praying like that and you're caught up in that and then Rhoda just opened the door and Peter walks in and he's just watching you. Wouldn't that be like he's just watching you and you're just going at it. He's like, hold up, hold up, hold up, stop. It's Peter, it's Peter. Ah, Jesus is Peter. I'll be popping up out of nowhere like that. (laughs) Yeah, thank you, Lord Jesus. And uh, she she didn't open the door for gladness. She opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. Listen, 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 stop, listen, listen. Peter's at the gate, Peter's at the gate. 
Peter said, the gate. And they said to her, read it, read it. They're praying for a miracle. Rhoda said, your miracle's knocking at your gate. They said, girl, you're crazy. How many are glad apostolic women that it's not called girl you're crazy it's called girl get up get up girl they're like crazy girl get out of here we're praying this serious business The iron gate opened to him of his own accord, but the church gate (laughs) needed some prodding. Amen. crazy girl 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 crazy y'all happy and glad and crazy <laughs> they said to her you're crazy read the rest did you close your bibles okay so it, never mind don't read the rest But she constantly affirmed the miracles at the door, the miracles at the door, it's banging on the door. He's at the answer's here, the miracles here. Breakthrough, broke breakout. She said it is it is it is too Peter. <laughs> anyway, just to just get to the point. Mark was probably there, maybe. I'm certain Luke was there some of the time. (laughs) 
And uh, when they opened the door, and saw him they were astonished and uh, (laughs) I'm sure Peter was astonished about how long it took him (laughs) to get into that house he's like (laughs) And, and so they were astonished and, but he said, but he beckoning with his hand. Because they're like, oh, hi. <laughs> and, and so he began to tell them how the Lord has sent his angel. Is that what happened? Yes. Is, it, is it in your Bible, Sister Martha? And, and uh, that's what he told them, right? Yes. The Lord had sent his angel, brought him out of prison. And he said, go show these things to James and, and to the brethren. He's talking about James now, who, who's the brother of the Lord, who's going to be the, the bishop of the church of Jerusalem. Isn't that right? Because yes. the other James is um, with the Lord. Go, go show the what? Come on, one time, ready, go. obviously either the Lord told him that when he was reflecting or thinking on these things or the angel shared that with him and when he came to himself and found out that it wasn't a a vision he acted upon it whatever the case might be he didn't make it up right and it was not an easy task So this is the setting of prayer and of a relationship between brothers and sisters and Christians that were families, whole families that were born from above and uh, connected together, sharing with one another exactly the truth before uh, of the happenings of God before the truth was ever recorded. Are you following me? And so, so, so when we come at the time we're living in, we should never listen to someone that says, well, you weren't there. You don't know what happened. See what I mean? Because why? The odds are against private interpretation. There were just too many families, too many people, and too many, too many verifiable relationships. Does that make sense? That God would not only use in this way, 
but use in a powerful way. Put your hands on your spirit. Pray tonight in the Holy Spirit. Thanking the Lord, you're opening the door. Father, beloved Heavenly Father, we give you the honor, the worship, and the praise, the gratitude and thanksgiving for having so loved the world that you gave your only begotten Son so that we who believe in him would have everlasting life be born from the heavenly realm supernaturally of incorruptible seed by the word of God that lives and abides forever. Lord Jesus, we honor you and magnify you and thank you for your eternal commitment to your body, the church, your people, your redeemed, your bride, your chosen, that you have supplied the grace that we would be clothed by the unction and indwelt by the very reality of the teaching, guiding, aiding, instructing, and strengthening spirit. You have an anointing from the Holy One. The Apostle John said to us, we thank you, Christ Jesus, for your grace. You have qualified us through your victory to enter with you and be seated together with you. And you have given to us through your miraculous supply of grace. the illumination so that we can 
see the things of the spirit, understand the ways of the word. The Holy Spirit, we thank you for the partnership or the union, the association we have together with you around the Great Commission and life according to the word of the living God. So we magnify you, Lord of heaven, as the one and only God who was and is and never changes the same yesterday, today, and forever. We as a people say yes to the highest levels of supernatural, holy, sacred interventions that you have orchestrated and you have supplied and make available to us through your manifold wisdom and your optimum knowledge. And we thank you that as we are walking in this season, in this time, pursuing your will and your plan and living to live your life, that the provision to be lifted, to be raised, to be carried in the performances of God is ours. And when we come to ourselves, we'll run straight to the gathering of the saints to tell them all that you have taken care of the situation. We've got a story to tell. You have disappointed expectations of our adversary and you have performed the faithfulness of your commitment to us. We give you honor and praise and glory. If you believe it, lift your hands and shout about it and thank the Lord. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com and we'll see you next week.